tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, a young woman died on the flight home after having weight loss surgery in Turkey. She's one of at least 25 British people to die in similar circumstances since 2019. What's going on? That's after a short break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, my name is Morgan. I'm 20 years old, and on the 5th of January 2024, I'm having weight loss surgery, specifically a gastric sleeve. <sighs> It feels crazy to say that out loud because I've wanted this for so long. Morgan Ribeiro posted this video on TikTok on the 2nd of December 2023. A month later, she headed to Turkey for the procedure. I'm ready for my life to finally begin. My weight has held me back from doing so much already. I'm only 20 and I feel like I've missed out on so much. But on the flight home, Morgan went into septic shock. The plane made an emergency landing in Siberia, and she died in hospital a few days later. The Serbian doctors said that Morgan died because the weight loss surgeon perforated her small intestine, which he shouldn't have been anywhere near. Morgan's doctor in Turkey denies this. I haven't reviewed the medical records, but on the face of this, this sounds like a terrible complication, a completely indefensible complication from very, very poor management. And I think that if these facts are true, and I have to emphasise we don't know, but if these facts are true, then this would be something which is utterly indefensible. And the surgeon responsible for it really needs to be held to account. This is Dr Omar Khan, a consultant bariatric surgeon based in London. He says what happened to Morgan is tragic. And she isn't the only British patient to suffer from serious complications after surgery abroad. It's hard to know exactly how many people are travelling from the UK to Turkey for surgery because there isn't much official data. Lots of people could be going abroad and having surgeries without complications. But we do know that since 2019, at least 25 British people have died after travelling to Turkey for a medical procedure. Dr Khan is trying to understand the scale of the problem. We focused in an initial study on London. And what we did was we looked at the number of emergency patients coming through the doors of the five big bariatric units in London, try and see how many we were getting and what complications were happening. And I think the most interesting aspect was about around half of the patients were coming from Turkey. And in addition to that, an awful lot of them were having some very severe medical problems. They were having leakage from the stomach, sepsis, bleeding. A significant number needed surgery. It's a problem that's costing the NHS hundreds of thousands of pounds. We actually worked out that if you just took those London units and looked at the cost, the money we had spent on treating these emergencies, we could have actually paid for over 100 weight loss procedures. So why are people going to Turkey for surgery? And why do the procedures sometimes go wrong? 
Morgan Ribeiro had what's called a gastric sleeve operation, which is designed to shrink your stomach and change the hormones it secretes to reduce your appetite. Anyone with a body mass index of over 40 or of over 35 if they have other medical complications like diabetes is eligible for this kind of surgery on the NHS. We're talking about patients who, broadly speaking, if you've an average height, talking about someone about 18, 70 to 18 stood. Um, now, if you were to apply that across the country, I think there'd be approximately 2 million people who'd be potentially eligible for weight loss surgery. The problem is, in the UK, we only do about five to 10,000 operations a year. And that means waiting lists are between three and five years long. Which is a ridiculously long time. And that's simply a reflection of the fact that, number one, there are many bariatric units in the NHS. Secondly, the pandemic's had a major issue in the sense that we lost a lot of operating capacity. And as we're recovering, unfortunately, bariatric surgery is regarded as almost a luxury And it means some patients are desperate. One option is to have the surgery privately, but in the UK that costs between 10 and 15,000 pounds. So people end up travelling to Turkey because, well, it's much cheaper. There's almost a knee-jerk tendency to say Turkish hospitals are bad. That is not what I or any of my colleagues would say. I think the concern that I have as a clinician is what I would describe as bariatric tourism. And I define tourism as surgery which is being performed with the main criteria for both patient and hospital is cost. The problem is always going to be that if you go to a centre where the main driver for both you and the hospital is cost, then quality is going to suffer. Morgan Ribeiro paid £2,500 for her procedure. And Dr Khan says the main problem with these cheaper surgeries is a lack of follow-up care. It is bad practice to operate on someone and have them fly back two, three thousand miles and never see them again. That is bad medical practice. That is bad weight loss surgical practice. He says complications with these sorts of procedures are actually relatively normal. Every doctor should expect a handful of patients to suffer from them every year. The issue is that for bariatric patients, the major complications tend to happen quite a bit after surgery. If you've got a a patient who's been operated on in Turkey, then they typically would not have any safety net and would have to rely on effectively the goodwill and knowledge base of doctors who weren't involved in their care to start with. This is what went wrong for Morgan. Here's her mum speaking shortly after her death. It made me think hard about the aftercare that she didn't receive, the fact that she was on the plane far too early, the fact that she was showing signs of having a fever and an infection and the aftercare just just wasn't there. Dr Khan says the problem is only getting worse because social media is driving more and more people towards medical tourism. We'll have more after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why have I told you all of this? Well, because that's what this account's about. It's about my journey through my weight loss 
how I'm feeling about it, like everything. Like thousands of others, Morgan Ribeiro was documenting her weight loss journey on TikTok. Many doctors in Turkey, good and bad, have clocked onto the demand from people like Morgan and are advertising their services all over social media. A BBC investigation found that some of these doctors use high-pressure sales tactics on sites like TikTok to entice patients. Dr Omar Khan says this is highly unethical, but it can draw in people who are vulnerable, like Morgan Ribeiro, who was desperate for weight loss surgery after years of bullying. Dr Khan thinks the government should start regulating foreign hospitals that treat British patients in the same way it regulates private healthcare providers in the UK. And while they may not be able to stop people from travelling abroad for surgery, at the very least, they should be highlighting the risks. Thank you for listening to The Sense. Hello, I'm John Curtis. And I'm Rachel Wolfe. This week on Trendy, the monarchy. A year after the coronation, and as King Charles returns to work, what do we think of it? And how has that changed over time? To listen to the episode, search for Trendy on Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts and follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. Maker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Patricia Clark. Tortoise. 